From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining me. We have a special episode for you this hour. Like so many events this summer, DeKalb's Girler Folk Music Festival had to be postponed due to COVID-19, but we wanted to find a way to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the festival, so we will be featuring some of the performers on air this hour. We'll hear music from Dave Belika and friends, Jim Canis, and folk trio Heath, Nathan, and Jesse. That's all coming up this hour, right after the news. Keep it here on WNIJ as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of DeKalb's Girler Folk Music Festival on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A, where we are featuring musicians from the 2020 Girler Folk Music Festival, which had to be postponed this year. To celebrate the festival's 20th year, we'll be hearing music this hour from folk trio Heath, Nathan, and Jesse, Dave Belika and friends, and to kick off tonight's show, someone who is a familiar voice on sessions from Studio A, roots and jazz guitarist Jim Canis. Hi, I'm Jim Canis, and I would describe myself as a Americana roots musician, jazz guitarist, but I'm a guitarist and a stylist, so I play a lot of different styles on the guitar. That's my primary instrument. And then an offshoot of me playing in country bands as a, as a multi-instrumentalist um, is this Americana format where I'm playing different instruments um, at places like the Girler House. The guitar is, one of the reasons guitar is, is um, popular is it's very accessible, okay? And, in, and the kind of music that's accessible on, on the guitar is folk music. So um, that's what I learned on, as well as rock and roll, and to start with. But bluegrass, there were some guys in the jazz band that played bluegrass as a hobby. And they were, so I would, they'd let me come. They were older than I was. And, and so I would get to go along and play. And it was just, just something I was interested in. I never thought that those worlds would come together and bluegrass and, and, you know, more contemporary singer songwriting material would ever be part of my career. But it sort of spoke to more of who I was as a person coming from a semi-rural area that later it evolved into a suburb it i really felt connected to that kind of music as a person more sitting on the riverbank nothing coming down i don't know why i don't move on out of this old town Snows have fallen in the street, winter's setting in. The years and changes say to me, you can't go home again. So sing me a song that's not too long, take me home tonight. Till I'm round the bend, I'll see you again. Rich road, gravel, and the coal light. Jim Canis performing Ridge Road Gravel by Norman Blake. 
You're listening to Sessions from Studio A, where we are celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Gurler Folk Music Festival this hour. This next one shows off Jim's jazz side. From his album Take the L, this is Uncle Pete's Sonic Tour. feel like these days the whole idea of um playing uh, crossing over between genres is acceptable and, and more yeah. than just acceptable you know it's a good thing whereas before in the early days in the late 70s and 80s i just kind of felt like a freak you know i'm jumping around <laughs> from the pedal steel guitar playing bob wills guy playing in the country bands i mentioned that earlier briefly so in the country bands I was playing the pedal steel guitar and I was slinging a Stratocaster over my shoulder and turning it around to play on the Western swing tunes to play the, the swingy stuff. And then, of yes. course, there was a bluegrass, you know, there was a banjo and a fiddle there. There's a whole story about that I could go into sometime. But And so I, and so I was the utility guy, you know, like yeah. Roy Clark or Barbara Mandrell or the guy that was like making the other players, putting the frills on the group and making it sound good, you know. But yeah. when I st wanted to be more um, independent and not have to rely on the band and traveling and such, that's when I started working into us being a soloist. And I started with the, having a duo format with a friend of mine that I went to school with. She was into Emmylou Harris. So we had a group and played as a duo. And then, and then working in the schools, eventually I'm really probably... I don't want to say more comfortable, but I'm real 
comfortable as a soloist these days and trying I, I kind of had this dream of bringing bluegrass into the jazz world, but it turned out the other way around. I'm, and I'm working in a, environments where I, like the girl or house environment or, you know, venue, so to speak, um, playing folk or Americana related music and yeah. bringing jazz into that, which is a form of American music, you know, but I'm also interested in flamenco and world music and all sorts of, stuff you know you're hearing our interview with roots and jazz guitarist jim canis he sent us in a beautiful piece he recently recorded this is jim canis performing mother abigail That was Mother Abigail, performed beautifully by Jim Canis. We are celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Girdler Folk Music Festival this hour with a variety of folk, traditional, and roots music. We're going to take a short break now, but we'll be right back. There's more to come on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A, and thanks for joining us for a celebration of folk and traditional music as well as the 20th anniversary of the Girdler Folk Music Festival, which had to be postponed this year. Keep your eye out, though. The festival will return either this fall or in 2021. This next artist has performed at many of the past Girdler Fests and is well-known in the local folk music scene. This is Dave Balaika and Friends performing A Little Whiskey Before Breakfast.
that's a, a tune I learned from Tony Elman. It's in a, a lot of dulcimer players, a lot of bluegrass players play that. It's one. It's one of those session tunes that you will, will come upon. Um, I just I like the sound of it. You know, I like the title of it too. Although I don't usually do that. Um, I've played that for church or for weddings and churches, but I've had to change the, you know, in a church, you really don't want to be saying whiskey before breakfast. So we <laughs> call it spirits in the morning instead. Um, That's a good alternative. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's just, uh, it, it's a, a good old fashioned traditional music kind of tune. As I said, almost every dulcimer player, I went, I, I'll even go as far as saying every dulcimer player and pretty much every bluegrass musician knows that tune. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A. That was Dave Belika on the song A Little Whiskey Before Breakfast. Before we get to this next song, I asked Dave to tell us a little bit more about his background and about his main instrument, the hammered dulcimer. I've been playing dulcimer since about 80. 1983, I think, is when I, maybe 1984 is when I started, saw the instrument at Silver Dollar City, and a guy named uh, John Corbin was playing it there, and it fascinated me. I'd never seen anything or heard anything like it, Um, and on the way back from that, we had stopped in a little artist community called Nashville, Indiana, and there was a guy that made them there. Talked my wife into letting me buy one, which I had to promise a lot of things to, to get that, but... Anyway, I started teaching myself. I had a bunch of albums of uh, Tony Elman, who's a good, really good player out there, and uh, taught myself a lot of his songs. And um, then I met Bill Robinson at Geneva, the folk festival. I think it's the, the Aurora Folk Festival there. Mm-hmm. And uh, talked to him, and he started. I started taking lessons from him, and I learned a whole different style of music. He's, he's mainly bluegrass. And that's where I started playing that style of music from. Before that was mainly just the, the folk traditional yeah. music. So we kind of, we kind of combine both of those. We we do a little bit of Bill Robinson stuff um, and tunes that I learned through him, uh, and then a, a lot of the Tony Elman style uh, traditional music. There's two kinds of dulcimers. There's a lap dulcimer, which uh, is usually an hourglass or a tear drop-shaped instrument, uh, fretted instrument like a guitar, uh, four to five notes or strings on it, and you strum it. Uh, You hold it on your lap and you uh, finger it like you would a guitar in some ways and you strum it. The hammered dulcimer is a trapezoid instrument, just a trapezoidal box with the strings set across it. It usually impairs. Sometimes there'll be three strings per note. I've seen as many as four. and then they, they're called courses. Um, there's two bridges on the instrument. There's a mid bridge, and you can play on either left or right-hand side of that. And then there's a right-hand bridge, which are your bass notes over there. Um, and today's makers now are adding a uh, third and sometimes even a fourth bridge to extend the range of it. I don't have that. I, I kind of stuck with the traditional instrument. It's one of the oldest instruments out there it goes back to hundreds of years bc uh, they have found uh, pictures depicting this in persia uh, of that shaped instrument strings and playing with these little sticks uh what we call hammers um i'm not sure what the real term for them is but right. uh and, but you you hit it and kind of just kind of whack at it and you know, the bad thing with the dulcimer is you hit a wrong note. It lasts a long time because you can't stop it. <laughs> You're listening to Sessions from Studio A. That was Dave Balaika, a little bit on the background and history of the hammered dulcimer. This next one we will hear is The Tennessee Waltz, performed by Dave Balaika and Friends.
that was one that I, I learned the melody from uh, Bill Robinson. One when I would go for lessons, you know, you you basically learn it by ear. Instead of reading music, he plays part of it. And you just keep playing it back and forth. It's mm-hmm. our old tradition of music. Um, but once I had the melody, then it was up to me to come up with the chord, and that was what I came up with. It's a little bit more of a jazzier, I guess, version of it. It was just a, a beautiful tune, and for some reason, the the major seven chords in there sounded kind of neat. So I started playing around with that. It start, you know, like a lot of things you play, you start out playing it, and then you hit a mistake. The mistake becomes part of the song, and you go, "I like that sound." Then you have to figure out what you did to get that sound. <laughs> right. There's time for one more from Dave Belika, but first I asked him to introduce the other musicians that play with him as part of Dave Belika and Friends. The bass player is Denny Vopel. He's kind of Mr. Music in DeKalb County. Um, he plays pretty much everything, mainly a keyboard player. Um, Stagecoach, I play in the pits for those a lot. He, uh, he's always one of the keyboardists for that. The flute player, um, Pipes, I guess, uh, that's Lynn Hansen. And uh, she and I met through the DeKalb City Band. We played there. She's plays piccolo in that she plays piccolo for the fox or for the kishwaukee symphony we play in the stagecoach theater pits together and then my guitarist his name's john ball he's from downers grove john and i have been friends since high school uh we played in a youth symphony another trombone player and we always hung out and kind of just met through playing music and and liked each other and started just goofing around, hanging around, doing typical high school stuff. Went to college together. He was also a music major. Um, and then about oh, 24 years ago, 25 years ago, um, I got a call from Downers Grove saying they needed a band director. So I took that job, and John was the other band director across town. He, he was So we had you know, a lot of things that we did together. Um, he's a fascinating guy. Plays unbelievably well and uh, very passionate about his music. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A and we have time for one more song from Dave Belika and friends. This is their rendition of Soldier's Joy and Liberty.
That was Soldiers, Joy, and Liberty, performed by Dave Belika and friends. We're celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Gurler Folk Music Festival this hour, with folk and traditional music from some of the festival's performers. Coming up after the break, folk trio Heath, Nathan, and Jesse will perform some music, and we'll hear from an interview with them. Also, don't forget to head over to WNIJ.org, where you can find many more episodes of Sessions in our show archive. We'll be right back with more music on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A on WNIJ, where we are featuring artists from the 2020 Girler Folk Music Festival. We heard music from Roots guitarist Jim Canis and Dave Belika and friends earlier this hour. Our next group is folk trio Heath, Nathan, and Jesse. This is their original song, Like the Trees. So do you. 
we're still standing Naked, cold, and in the open Like the trees Like the Trees by Heath, Nathan, and Jesse. Let's hear from our talk with the folk trio recorded over Zoom and learn more about that song, Like the Trees. Yeah, the meaning of it is just, I was trying to think about this before the show so I wouldn't sound like a fool so much. A lot of times I'll just get a chorus or a piece of something, just something that I like the sound of and build a song around it. Um, I think that was how this went with this one. I came up with the chorus first and wrote the verses around it. The meaning of the song in the end is just about persevering through adversity. I was kind of thinking about how we're all having to do that right now. So hopefully this turns out to be an appropriate time to share the song in this way. Um, That is one thing that I would say goes through most of our songs. We try to at least be positive, you know, not contribute to negativity. <laughs> Sometimes the songs are sad. They're not always necessarily happy, but usually they have a positive twist to them. You're hearing our interview with Heath, Nathan, and Jesse. This next song we're going to hear now from the folk trio is called I Cried. Thank you. 
a song that I wrote when I was a teenager about a relationship that didn't actually happen. Um, oh. <laughs> but uh, I desperately wanted it to, and it didn't. Um, but that happens, doesn't it? Uh, and um, yeah, it was just kind of, <clears throat> I think I was like playing around with, um, I, I also am not a real naturally talented guitar player. Uh, so it took me kind of a long time to get more creative with like how to play the guitar. Um, and uh, I remember I was just kind of like messing around with like the G chord and I would kind of like move up and down the neck and I hit, I was, honestly, I don't even remember what fret off the top of my head, but I hit this fret and, and I was like, oh, that's, that's nice. And, and I think that I just kind of built the song from that. I think for me, it's usually like the music comes first or like Heath said, I'll think of something in my mind that, you know, sounds catchy or something I like, and then I'll just kind of build around it. So. Do you find yourself starting with lyrics more or starting with guitar more when you write a song? I guess it depends. Um, I think it can go both ways. Like if I, if I'm like setting out to write a song, I would probably start with guitar and come up with like a chord progression that I liked. But like, you know, sometimes, and I'm sure that Heath and Nathan can say the same, like sometimes I'll be, you know, driving in the car and I'll like think of, you know, a collection of words with a melody that I think sounds really cool. And, you know, sometimes I'll like record it on the voice memo, you know, app on my phone and then maybe do something later with it, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it can work both ways. Can you guys tell me how you all uh, met and started playing together? Yes, we actually practiced this question. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, do you want to take this one? Oh, I'd love to. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because we also like recently discussed that my memory of this is not perfect. So, so I'll do my best. But uh, we met at the House Cafe. Um, at open mic so actually so i used to be in a band called jesse squared because both of our names were jesse um and uh keith uh came up to i think the two of us uh, at open mic um okay. and he was at that time so he and nathan were in a band called the people in the living room um and they had a show coming up i believe Help me out, guys. August two. It was August two thousand and four. Yep. Two thousand and four. Okay. Yeah. So Heath asked uh, Jesse and I if we would open for them for them uh, for their show. The people in the living room. That was. I was. I was very intimidated at these talented women. <laughs> I was very intimidated when you came up to us. To be completely honest. Well, we had only been a band for about a week and a half, the people in the living room, and for one concert. It was a good band. Short, timely. <laughs> <laughs> we have time for one more song on tonight's show. But before we hear it, Nathan Detman of Heath, Nathan, and Jesse will tell us a little bit more about this next song, The Woods. The Woods, for a time, was almost a signature song because it was just one that people had heard often. We could sing it just like... You know what I mean? Those kind of songs that you, there's not going to be a hitch. Like you just do it. It just goes. We played it a lot. It was just about how the, what the correlates to the whole song is water, air. You know, like there's certain things in our world that are keep us all connected, even if our worlds are very different. You know, like being in town, being out in nature, being out in the country, you know, it's all still the same water, the same air. Um, and it's what keeps the like, everything alive and connected. One, two, ready, go. Oh, 
Jesse on sessions from Studio A. That was their original song, The Woods. And that will bring a close to our episode this hour. I'd like to give a huge thanks to Dave Belika and friends, Jim Canis and Heath, Nathan, and Jesse for being on the show and working with us remotely. And thanks to you for joining us this hour for this special edition of Sessions from Studio A, celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Gerler Folk Music Festival in DeKalb. Keep an eye out. The festival will return either this fall or next year. A reminder to everyone to stay safe and support local musicians and music venues in these difficult times. We will be back to the live music we all love as soon as it's safe. Don't forget to head over to WNIJ.org, where you can find many other episodes of Sessions in our show archive. Sessions from Studio A is produced at WNIJ Studios in DeKalb by yours truly. I'm Spencer Tritt, and I'll see you next time on Sessions from Studio A.